What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I just wanted to let you know that this episode is also sponsored by Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Um, Go to Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Hooks, Rubs, and Spices, or simply go to Etsy.com and type in Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. If you order anything, use the promo code 3RSHOW, and you get your 10% off your order. Also, with this episode, there was a bonus episode that was released before it. So if you're looking at the feed and you see um, this episode, just know that there's an episode before it for uh, my birthday edition with my wife. And we did a show called Ask Miss B-Rob to where all you submitted your questions for Mrs. B-Rob to answer. And she did just that. So right after you listen to this episode, go back one episode, hear that bonus episode and enjoy. Uh, thank you for all those who submitted the questions and a uh, big thanks to Mrs. B Rob, even though she won't hear this for being on the show and um, being a good sport talking about anal and stuff and how she pooped. All right. Enjoy the show. What up everybody's happy Rogers. Uh, have you ever lived through a home invasion? I have. I got a good home invasion story. This is back 2004. And, uh, oh, man, there was, uh, you know, certain parts, whatever, uh, we'll leave that censored, but there was a person that, this motherfucker is is just known for being a bad motherfucker. You can't whoop him. You just can't whoop him. Bad motherfucker. And, and he didn't like me, and I didn't like him, and, uh, you know, I guess they come to uh, a boiling point, and, uh. I thought I was walking out to my car one night, you know, just a normal goddamn night in the house, you know, watching TV, chilling, I had dinner, and uh, I was going to walk out to my car for some. Completely unwittingly opened my door, and uh, as soon as I opened my door, I get sucker punched like a motherfucker, uh, uh, from a bad motherfucker. I mean, this would have knocked out a normal motherfucker. I, you know, I, there were years I was fighting every week, sometimes multiple times in a week, so I can take a goddamn beat. And I was bullied as a kid before I turned into a badass, but uh, I can take a goddamn beat uh, with pride. And anywho, so he, he throws the knockout punch, knocks me back. We end up on, the, on my couch in there, and we tussling and all that, and I'm reaching in my pocket for a knife, and... He grabbed my wrist and was like, oh, you ain't pulling shit out your pocket. Blah, 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 knocking me in the head. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's got me, you know. And uh, he's like, you ain't pulling shit out your pocket, motherfucking this, this, this. Well, you know, I can't get to my knife, but I, uh, there's something else a little more powerful in the kitchen in a drawer. And uh, if you feel me, Second Amendment. And uh, so I'm tussling with him, and we wrestling on the floor, rolling around, throwing blows, and, you know, he's getting me. He is getting me. But I'm, you know, I ain't giving up. I ain't panicking, nothing like that. So I'm heading towards the kitchen. Well, my girl at the time, she knows what the fuck I'm going for, and I guess she don't want to see that, you know, it's maybe that's taking it too far over a fist fight, but he sucker punched me, jumped me. He, you know, you are a robber at this point. I opened my door. You attacked me. Come to my house. That's a robbery. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm gonna get away with it. If I do it, there ain't gonna be no repercussions. You a fucking, you a robber. You know, you, you, you just invaded my home violently. Uh, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. And, uh, so I'm, I'm wrestling with him to get in there. 
and uh, you know, I'll kick you in the balls right at the moment and stun you for a couple of seconds and pop your ass. But my girl don't want to see it, you know. She's so she's don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Cause she knows I'm gonna do it. Don't do it. And so I'm like, you know, maybe she's wrong. So maybe she's right. And so I, I, you know, I start moving and working my way outside, out the house. And so we wrestling in the main and punching and trying to get each other in these moves. And we get outside and we're on the sidewalk, you know, and, and we, we wrestling around and he's got me in a bad way when we get outside. I'm, I'm in a bad way. I'm face down. He's on top of me, got me in guard and, uh, He's he banging the back of my head. I mean, throwing blow after blow, just banging the back of my head. And every time I try to raise up, he pops me and my forehead bounces off the damn concrete. I'm, I mean, normal man could not take this shit. And so he blank, 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 blank. I mean, this is like a jackhammer. Boom, boom, boom. My head bouncing off the goddamn sidewalk. And uh, I just don't panic in these situations. I just don't. And uh, so I'm like, you know, fuck it. And I flip, you know, with all my might, I buck and flip, and now I'm face up. And he he catches me a few times in the face, and I just reach up, you know, throw my whole weight and and grab the back of his head with my eight fingers and throw my two thumbs into his eyeballs, and I'm going to take his vision. I'm I'm gonna blind you, motherfucker. And he pulls back and jumps off me with a jerk, screaming, "You're crazy, like a bitch! You're crazy!" He knows he was about to be blind the rest of his goddamn motherfucking life. And he run off like a bitch. Run off. Never heard from him again. And uh, even though I was the one with the all kind of bruises and bumps on my head and black eyes and shit, everybody, I'm going to talk a word got around that he was a bitch about lost his vision. And uh, that's just, you know, motivational story. I just want everybody out there that's down and out, don't ever give up. There's a way to win. Don't ever panic. There's a way to win. You know, just stick with it, stick with it, stick with it, and let them know you ain't no bitch. Love y'all. It's obvious. Here we go. You are now listening to Random Rambling with Rock. Yay! What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. When I say edition, I keep in my head, I'm listening to Matt Hardy right now saying another edition or some stupid shit like that. But yeah. yet again, it's another edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob. And I like to thank you first and foremost, before we get started proper, like the listener for coming back each and every week and listening to the show. However you listen to podcasts and I say it every week, I say it a different way. You might stockpile them. You might listen to them from order of uh, length. Not like a penis or anything like that, but like from the shortest to the longest or maybe the longest to the shortest or maybe you even jump back and forth. I mean, we're not in a monogamous type of relationship or whatever. I mean, we can see other people. It's, we can do that. It's cool. But if you're a first time listener, I'd like to thank you also for taking a chance on my show. Um, if anybody recommended you to me, uh, give them a crisp High five, however you may do that. You might want to do a high five, a low five. Uh, you want to put it in the middle and then go for it. You snatch it back real quick and be like, too slow. Um, <laughs> but this is the theme now with the show going forward. Um, I've been doing the intros like this. And if you heard the laughter in the background, that means I have guests riding along with me on this episode, this edition, if you will. And um, <laughs> my guest, this edition, I keep 
I can't stop saying it now is the brothers from <laughs> the Codex Prime podcast. Go ahead and introduce yourself, gentlemen. Yes, yes. What's going on? It's your man Carl from the Codex Prime podcast based out of Providence, Rhode Island. Not Long Island, Rhode Island. It's a small state. <laughs> yeah. And it's your, it's your boy, Victor Omoyo, also co-host of the Codex Prime podcast. I'm very glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> this is another one of those things, man. It's just um, through all the connectivity that we have via the Internet and Instagram and all these other social media outlets. This is how we come across each other. We started off retweeting each other shit, liking each other shit on Instagram. And boom, now we're here in the a, a, a same space of the Internet, uh, just conversing and listening to me go uh, uh, like 38 times in the span of five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Oh, uh, we both we both have tendencies to do it now, so don't even re- don't even worry about it. Oh yeah, I mean that's just the thing. It was like I've I've listened to many a podcast, and I'm pretty sure you have too. To where I mean, there's just some who have it, like they can just go off the top of the dome, and you don't hear a stutter or pet words, like the same shit repeated over and over again or whatever, and it's just like professional sounding and you get motherfuckers like us and then we like um uh and whatnot and um uh like and like and like like um like and shit like that <laughs> yeah that's this dude that's this dude whenever we debate and he's wrong no that's not true though it is heavily that's, true. that's not true <laughs> so you look Absolutely the, the debating has already begun <laughs> <laughs> no uh yes it did no uh yes it did <laughs> yeah, but man. gentlemen since this is a simulcast, a dual cast. Um, I just did the intro, but it's both ours. We just keep it at my house. Um, how did you brothers come to be like a group, a tandem and everything? Where where this relationship started? Mm. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I, I was the one of the original co-founders of the Codex Prime podcast. It was back in May of 2015. And it was myself and our, two of our former co-hosts, uh, Aris and Maurice. Um, Carl was actually our very first guest on our fourth episode uh, about four weeks into the podcast. And then about like two, three months later, Carl became the fourth official co-host of the show. And then uh, fast forward to uh, April of last year, our two other co-hosts, they decided to bow out. And Carl and I decided to take over the show and become a two-man team. And we've been... You know, been a tag team ever since on the podcast circuit. For sure. Now, um, it was for you originally. I mean, he came on later. But, like, yeah. what was the genesis of the podcast? Like, what made the original three hosts get together and be like, hey, this is something we can do. I think we'd be good at it. Let's uh, put it on wax. Yeah, like, uh, like for for the longest time, like, we were talking about um, – starting a podcast like like for me i i had a youtube channel um which is which is still up which is still up um a few few years back uh where i would upload like uh movie reviews or in-depth movie reviews and uh and aris and maurice uh they're they they connected with me and said hey you know we we talk about we're, we're three nerds we talk about nerd stuff all the time video video games movies comics you know what we have a lot to say. We have opinions. Why don't we get together and do a podcast? So we just met one Friday at uh, TGI Fridays in Warwick. <laughs> on a Friday. And, uh, <laughs> yep. 
And, uh, you know, over some mozzarella sticks, we decided, hey, let's uh, let's put some ideas together and get this thing going. So the hardest part was actually coming up with a name. And we were like running down a list of different different names like Thundercast. And you guys were not you did not say Thundercast. (laughs) We we really did. (laughs) And then we were like, well, we're not Thundercats fans. Nothing wrong with Thundercats. But, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a Thundercats podcast somewhere. So I was like, well, we've got to scratch that off. So we were coming up with like unique names. And then we just settled on, okay, Prime. You know, which sounds cool. Prime being the first, and then Codex, which is like a like a collection of knowledge. In this case, like nerd stuff. So we were like Codex Prime. All right, cool. Let's talk about stuff. Yeah. So we so we got like a a blue Yeti mic, and uh, and we just like plugged it into one of the, one of their tablets and just started recording a podcast. And since then, you know, we just kind of built built our uh, our our game sucked our game up with each episode kind of talking about nerd stuff hmm. now um I, shit i had something but i lost it because i'm trying to multi multitask and shit but um, oh that's the worst we have recorded <laughs> i do I have to do it every week <laughs> um damn i really lost it <laughs> damn I had something profound and earth shattering and shit too it was just like I was gonna ask this and turn your world upside down but it just went away I was looking for sound effects on my soundboard over here alright it'll um, it'll come back yeah eventually it'll be after we finish recording and shit and I'll be damn making dinner I'm like god damn it that was it (laughs) (laughs) but um what made the other two bow out like what was the reason did you did you have a ultimate deletion and it was just like obsolete oh, God, ultimate <laughs> oh man oh i can't wait to get into that oh yeah oh man we dabbled a bit on our show this past week but uh, man i can't wait to yes, get into that yeah we well it would have been nice if we had a final deletion match but um fortunately we don't have a wrestling ring but uh, uh eventually like like in like in uh, earlier last year it kind of we we started having like more gaps between episodes Mm -hmm. like the other two, they would have their reasons for not wanting to, you know, do another episode week to week. And then it got to a point where we were like, well, it's like, we can kind of tell that like the interest is kind of waning. So it's like, y'all still want to do it or, or not. And then eventually, eventually they just said, Hey, you know what? They just quit. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they just quit. (laughs) And they're like, you know what? It's not fair. It's not fair for us. You know that, you know, we keep delaying the show, delaying the show. So if you two want to run with it, by all means. And since then we were like, okay, we'll, we'll take the football and run with it. And we have. Now you, from what I could see, 113 episodes in, and um, just as you were saying, your former co-host and everything, you know, they just, I guess they fell out of love with it or whatever throughout uh, 113 episodes or however long you've been on, dude. Um, have you ever felt the same way as to like, you know, I know first starting out for me, it was just like, oh, hell yeah, I'm do this shit. This is fun. Fuck, fucking right. Let me get some equipment, some microphones and we in this bitch. But, um, you know, there's been some days to where I sit in front of the computer and everything. I grab the microphone and I'm just like, hmm, what the fuck I'm going to talk about? I don't really feel doing this shit. <laughs> and that's when you have your voicemail episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, nah. Um, I guess I, that could easily be a, a good cover up. But um, <laughs> I know with the, with the recently with the t- I only done two voicemail episodes, but those was just due to the whole move. And everything like that. I didn't have 
shit lined up. I didn't have a place to put my trash, which I still don't. I just got it sitting on this little table here. But um, I was able to amass quantities of voicemails and pull it out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but you ever had those ruts to where like, man, do we really want to do this shit today or any feelings like that so far? Yeah, I, I do sometimes, but then it's like once I get here and then once we really start get once we really get to going and start talking about like whatever it is our subject at hand is, I'm just I get too into it and then I'm just having the time of my life. So Yeah. Yeah, same here. It's like uh there are times where where I'm thinking, man, I have no topics or topics to talk about this week. Like, and it's like, am, am I just doing this out of habit or like, yeah. is this, this going to be a filler episode or, or will the, you know, our listeners turn on us and be like, yo, y'all ain't got nothing to talk about, man. Get the, get the fuck off Facebook. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, well, you know, at the, you know, it's like, well, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm interested enough in sustaining and in sustaining my interest in doing this. But at the same time, like Carl said, like once we get into the groove of the actual episode, then, we're surprised at like how much we're able to, you know, just go off the cuff sometimes and just like come up with topics and just like have a conversation. Yeah. Remember a, co- a podcast is simply just a conversation. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it is. So you, once you just, once you get going, it's like you're sitting around with your friends. Usually sometimes the best podcast is literally you're just sitting around with your friends and you're just talking. Yeah. You just it, Literally, you can just put a mic in front of your boys and you just start talking and you'd be surprised. Like, how good those conversations are when you listen back to them. Oh yeah, and I think those yes. those are the, um, the the most fun that I've had um, doing the podcast or whatever is like whenever I packed up my equipment and I went back to my hometown or whatever, and I just got a group of kids that I grew up with, and we just sit around and start bullshitting or whatever, and it's just like way out of the format of any other episode I've ever done or whatever because it's just you know it's people I actually know and we're just sitting there fucking bullshitting and everything exactly mm-hmm. you know I even got comments to where like you know some of my friends from back home they're like man they need to get their own show or they damn they need to be a part of the podcast and they've expressed that interest or whatever but you know your friends or whatever sometimes it's just like yeah, they good when I come and I bring the equipment and I set it up and I record and I edit and I do all that shit. But like if I, if they was left to their own devices to do that shit on their own, eh, they, they ain't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a question for you, though. Yes, sir. Where did the whole where did the whole Walmart video come from? <laughs> ah, funny. You should ask. Um, I was on the Horribly Awkward podcast. I don't know if you ever heard that or frequent them on, on Twitter or anything. But it's yeah. uh, at awkward underscore podcast. Um, right. I was a guest on the show along with another show called Ice in the Face and the <laughs> Face, not Ice in the Face. It's common misconception. Right. <laughs> Make sure you put emphasis on the and. And. <laughs> but um, there was all they all got into a conversation about you know why they hate going to Walmart and you know shopping carts are nasty, the bathrooms are nasty, and everything. And me, I, I just. I really like going to Walmart. It's a fun place for me. And um, toward the end of my run in, in the military, you know, when I was retiring, I had a lot of off time. So I didn't have shit else to do but to go to Walmart because that's the only major place they had in the, my last duty station because it was out there in bumfuck Missouri. And oh. there was nothing really major for an hour and a half, two hours away. So all I had to do was go to motherfucking Walmart. So... I compiled this list inside my brain of all the things they said negative about Walmart 
And I just went to Walmart and started doing all the shit they was talking about. I started leaving carts in the middle of the fucking parking lot. I damn, I was uh, taking shit from other aisles and leaving it on the other aisles. I was just doing stupid ass Instagram videos just to fuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, it just became a thing. It just I just kept doing it because A, I had nothing else to do because I was re- retiring and shit. I ain't have no job. I ain't have shit to do. And um, I just kept doing it. I just keep on. And then um, when we left Missouri, I still had more off time. I still didn't have shit to do. Uh, we moved down here to Louisiana. You know, I was staying with my folks for a little bit till we got set up in Houston. And I would just go back and forth to Walmart again. We have four Walmarts in Lake Charles. <laughs> they got one <laughs> on the north side, one on the south side, one in the rich people neighborhood, one over in... uh. Westlake or uh, freaking Sulphur or whatever the fuck. So I would just bounce back and forth between all them goddamn Walmarts doing videos. Then we moved to Houston, Texas. Population of damn near two million motherfucking people. <laughs> and I was still bored. Still ain't had no motherfucking job yet. And I was just like, I'm gonna make it a thing to try to go to every motherfucking Walmart I see on the goddamn highway while I'm riding around motherfucking Houston, Texas. And that's what I've been doing. I think... Since I've been here in Houston, I've been here going on. I've been here a year. Um, I think I've been to damn near twenty or more fucking WalMarts since I've been here, and this I'm still looking for new ones. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just cause it's just like there's no really no rhyme or reason to it or whatever. It's just like it's a habit. Really, the main <laughs> thing is um, every Tuesday new movie releases come out. So I'm a movie guy. If you if you could see around this room right here, I got like a thousand one thousand one hundred and eighty three movies in here right now in this room. So that means he's got you beat. Yeah. Yeah. So every Tuesday I go to Walmart to get the new movie releases. So I'm going to be in there regardless. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll just do a video. That is this dude right here, though, with the movies. I mean, he, he'll watch yeah. movies that nobody watches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's, yeah, I gotta, what, that's what the Cody is for. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I got a pretty uh, sizable collection on my end, Blu-rays of like all types of films from like past and present, even some obscure joints. Yeah, that's what I've been finding um, that I like to do more often. Is like I know I have my personal collection that I'm trying to build up or whatever. I mean, well, shit, all of it is my personal collection, but I'm trying to get all the Marvel movies right now, so I'm working on that. Nice. I'm damn. Like all those old classics and hidden gems everybody talking about because like brand new still in the package right over here to my left is Citizen Kane. Yes. Damn. I got I just bought the Blu-ray set of the fucking uh, Indiana Jones movies and shit because that was a thing with me and my father. We were watching them shits when I was a kid. Um, I just got the Blu-ray set of the whole Michael Myers series because Halloween because that's my wife's favorite shit. And then it's just been piecemealing here and there. I hit up a lot of fucking movie shops, um, pawn shops. I trade in like if I got a DVD that I upgrade to a Blu-ray, I'll take the DVD to the pawn shop, pawn that shit so I can buy more movies. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they only give you a quarter for that shit, but you know. (laughs) It's better than nothing. Better than nothing. Better than me throwing them shits out. (laughs) I mean, you could still use them as a coaster, maybe. Maybe. Frisbee it in the yard. On yeah. Frisbee that shit. Yeah. yeah it's like a Transformers yeah. one. So, how, so how'd you get into wrestling? Um, 
<laughs> not by watching wrestling. Um, <laughs> I told it on the show before is to where like I got into wrestling because of Hulk Hogan. That's famously for, you know, a lot of the older cats, but it wasn't Hulk Hogan, the wrestler it was Hulk Hogan, the actor. <laughs> Really? You know, I seen like all those little stupid ass movies like Suburban Commando and Oh my god, the <laughs> Mr. Nanny no. and No Holds Barred. And okay, that. I like Mr. Nanny. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed Mr. Nanny. I have fun I have fun with Mr. Nanny. Yeah. And I'm then kid. You know, I'm kid. I seen him in Rocky <laughs> or whatever, and I was just like uh, I seen him in all these different movies and I just know him from these movies. And then one yeah. day my pops took me to the video store and I seen him on the cover of a WrestleMania greatest WrestleMania matches or whatever. It was just like mm-hmm. a a box set and it had him on the sh- front ripping his shirt. I was like, "What is this Wrestle WrestleMania?" I was like, "Dad, can I rent this shit?" So I rent it. I watch him. Um, I think I wind up owning the VHS, but it was like the best of WrestleMania one, two, three, four, and five. And it had um, the very first WrestleMania where Muhammad Ali was the um, special guest referee. And then it had mm-hmm. WrestleMania, a match for WrestleMania 2. And I just like, and I would watch that shit. And to quote Biggie, I would let that tape rock till my tape pop. And yeah. <laughs> that's where wrestling started for me. I mean, I wouldn't die hard to where I had to find it every weekend. But if it was on the TV and I happened to come across it, I would always watch it. But damn, when it got into... Like, I seen the first fucking um, episode of Raw, so I kind of started picking it up from there. But when it was um, in the Monday Night Wars is where I really got into it. I would fucking record WCW. Well, no, I would watch WCW, and then when Raw would come on, I put the tape on to record that so I could finish watching WCW, and then I would flip over and watch the tape of Raw, <laughs> and I would just watch them both all week, and then Thunder, the motherfucking Thunder in Paradise, and all this other bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that was a great show. And by great, I mean great and terrible. Yeah, I, I need to get that box set. <laughs> <laughs> probably only cost you five dollars at Walmart. <laughs> Shit, yeah, it'll probably be in the bottom of the five dollar bin. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But oh, so yeah, WrestleMania is coming up. Which match are you looking forward to the most? Ah man, it's just like so many freaking matches. It's like fifteen freaking matches. <laughs> it's like it's gonna have the men's battle royal, the Andre Giant joint. It's gonna have the women's battle royal, Shinsuke, AJ. Uh, yep. fucking yeah. maybe Undertaker and Cena, maybe oh, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan versus Owens and Zayn. So that's just two hypotheticals, maybe. Then we got uh mm-hmm. Brock and Roman, and then we got the Cruiserweight title. We got uh Orton, Mahal, and goddamn Rude, um, Oscar and Charlotte, Bliss, and what it looks like to be Nia Jax. Um and I'm just spitballing all this shit off the top of my head. Um, what else? Um, we got the bar versus Braun Strowman and whoever else that may be. Probably be Braun Strowman himself. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't just to give him that. I'm the monster. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't dominant put, monster gimmick. I wouldn't put that past him. But I uh, um from what the talk is on the internet and what everybody thinking, it might be either um Elias. Or um, I forget who else the other person was, but I I, re- I think it might be Elias. I, but hmm. that remains to be seen. Indeed. Um, <laughs> what else? SmackDown. What is 
They haven't really. Oh. It's the Usos, the New Day, and the Bludgeon Brothers. It's a triple threat. Um, did they announce that? I'm actually looking at the list, and I don't, I don't know, think they what, did. It looks like that's what they're setting yeah, up for. Yeah, that's what it looked like they're setting up. Like I said, I'm just going off the top of my head. Like the last yeah. two weeks, I've kind of been out of the wrestling. I've just only been catching like the main events and the the opening segments. But mm. all around, I think it's going to be pretty good. But what I'm most excited for and least excited for, um, probably Shinsuke and um, AJ is my most what I'm most excited to see. And then least it would be seen the Undertaker because the Undertaker should have been gone a long motherfucking time ago. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm an Undertaker fan. I'm a diehard Undertaker fan. But you should have died hard when he fucking lost at 32. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, nope. I just lo- it's a loyalty thing. But yeah. I honestly I believe that Undertaker's last match should have been at the end of 28, the uh, end of an era with him against Triple H and yeah, yeah. the I believe that too. And then with that moment that they had at the top where all three of them were just mm-hmm. embracing each other, I'm like, yeah. that was that was like the perfect send-off. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that too. But I like if they would have put the exclamation point on it at 30, I think that would have been like the no shit. Yeah, all right, it's time to go. You done fucking lost. The streak is what we was all looking forward to every WrestleMania. Now that's Correct. not a thing. Take your ass home, you know, but here he is. And the reason I have a beef a issue with The Undertaker right now, I mean, greatest performer of all time, you know, greatest character right. of all time, you know, but it's time to go. It's really time to go. I mean, I, I, I kind of sum it up to me and my military career, doing it for 16 years. And like toward the last four, I was just like, do I really want to keep doing this? And I kept asking myself and I hold held on for another fucking four years after I knew I was done with this shit. Kind of like the undertaker. He held on for another motherfucking four years knowing that he was done with this shit. And I was just like, finally, I was like, I'm done. I don't want no more to do with this shit. I need a damn hang it up. And we at this point with undertaker. And matter of fact, we was at this point with his ass three years ago, but <laughs> yep. You know that's what it is, but but I the, shed you tears with this WrestleMania without the Undertaker. I can imagine it. I was ready to let go at twenty eight, at thirty. I was ready to let go then. I shed tears for this motherfucker last year. My wife looked at me I like I was too. a bitch. I, I did too. I did too. That and that's the thing why I don't want him to come back this year because last year, yeah. Even though like the match was a complete shit show, I don't know if you're a Roman fan or not. Yeah, but like. That, was that, that moment was perfect. It was perfect. Exactly. You know, everybody, you know, everybody's everybody's last match, it's always a loss. They always go up and looking at the lights. Mm-hmm. He uh, did so, but yet, you know, him laying down the hat, the jacket, and the gloves in the middle of the ring. And for them to leave it there for like a half hour, even after the show was done. Yeah. But like just the moment itself, it was a great moment. It was a great send-off moment. And so for them to bring him back, it's just completely it's like, yo, what what's this mo- what was all that for? Why mm-hmm. did you put all put us through all that? Only to come back this year, but in a sense, I think that's also Vince and Triple H doing that. Like, come on, we—it's it. You're an attraction now. Let's you know, let's bring you back. Let's bring you back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they don't need to sell. I mean, they need to sell every WrestleMania, but they don't need him right. to do that. You got fucking no, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. regardless of you know, I don't know how that match is gonna look, but people want to see how that match is gonna look. <laughs> you know. Right. So, I mean, they have Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey can easily fill in that spot. I mean, they're going to have 
whatever the fuck is going on with this first ever woman's thing, which they're running out of first ever woman shit. I think <laughs> I, you know what I was thinking at this. I was thinking the same thing because I last night I watched the uh, WWE twenty four um twenty four special mm-hmm. on the network about you know about the women's battle royal, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just right like everything's they did the first they highlighted the first web of women's hell in a cell money in the bank royal rumble elimination chamber so then now they got a battle a WrestleMania battle royal which quite frankly really in all reality nobody really gives a damn about those. Yeah, WrestleMania Battle Royals. Well, I yeah. kind of, I kind of like it in the sense of to where I think they first they did the first one, and that was like they did a whole little side piece about Adeo Tommy at that time. And that was like he won the tournament in NXT, and that was his uh, opportunity to be on WrestleMania. So I thought that was correct. Cool. Then the next year, uh, what Cesaro? Well, no, Cesaro won the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. he won the first. And then the next year, it was kind of more of a thing for um, Big Show, right? It's just like, yeah. it was only right to where, you know, he coming to the end of his career, this is just another accolade to put into his already impressive um, resume, and mm-hmm. you know, it would make sense to have a giant you know, who they kind of compare to Andre the Giant win that Battle Royal. So I get that, and that was, um, I think they had a new person come up in that Battle Royal as well. It's just escaping me right now. Then the third uh, year, Baron Corbin, out of the blue, not announced, no hype promo, no mention on it on NXT, out of nowhere, win the Battle Royal. And um, I think that was kind of a launching pad from him. I'm, I like Baron Corbin. I just don't like his hair that he got going on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought that was cool. And I think the Andre the Memorial Battle Royal is cool for those instances. So, I mean, I'm not totally against it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool for the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's something that's something that's say hey, okay something. It could be either way because I mean, you can have it in the pre-show to get the crowd started and everything. But if you're going to do some of consequence with it, you can have it on the main card and have people invested in it and everything. But I mean, yeah. shit, what do they really get? I mean, they don't really do too much with it. All they get is their name sketched on the trophy, but that yeah. ends up getting destroyed. <laughs> oh, really? When have you ever seen like somebody hold on to the trophy all year long? Hmm. That every year that trophy has gotten destroyed. No, I thought they just like send it home to whoever won it. Hmm. It looked like a big uh, Hershey's chocolate statue. It does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Goddamn Cadbury bunny egg and shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's like the the Under the Giant Battle Royal. It really hasn't done anybody who was one of any favors like Cesaro like he had a real spark and then he put him with Paul Heyman yeah. and that kind of fizzled his push and then the same thing with Big Show Big Show was just an accolade like you said yeah. and then I think Baron Corbin won it and then nothing he, happened with it yeah. well he won money in the bank and then he lost it really quickly to yeah. Jinder Mahal and that was that but d- despite the, um, the fumbles that they had with Baron Corbin I think he's protected pretty well I mean he doesn't lose a lot um, he, if he's in a feud program, he usually gets the upper hand. And if he does lose, it's by shenanigans. It's not like a straight up type deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get beat with a roll up or some dumb shit like that. But yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be a star here in the next two to three years. Maybe possible. Yeah, yeah. it's possible. I mean, like he, he could be one of those. He's cool now, but I believe he can be much bigger later. Yeah, he, he has potential to be one of those main event players to hold up the brand for yeah. years to come. Because, I mean, Shit, within the next two, three years, you're going to have to start getting rid of some of these motherfuckers. Cena already walking out the door. Orton, mm-hmm. despite being the U.S. champion right now, he's 
on the way out the door. Cause I mean, he come back, he do a program, then he leave. He come back, do a program, then he leave. Cause use a damn fool if you think he gonna walk out of WrestleMania with that damn belt. Cause he ain't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, there's no reason for him to 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 walk away with the belt. Yeah. I mean, Cause when you you can, you can put it back on Bobby Roode or ugh, Jinder Mahal, who's <laughs> trash. But I mean, well, as long as you give him something to do. Yeah. And and that's the thing too is just like Randy Orton is another example of what we were just saying about the Big Show. Only title he never held in the company. So they get that, put that in his resume. And when they talk about him years later, when they put him in the Hall of Fame, whatever Grand Slam champion that he is. There you go. Mm. I mean, that's all that is. It was to kind of build up his resume because, I mean, he is eventually going to leave here. And I think it's soon. And then um, whoever beats him at um, WrestleMania, they'll get the rub or in Jinder's case, the, I don't know what to call that, the, the, uh. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And speaking of battle royals, uh, what did you think about the whole controversy about the women's battle royal that was originally named the Fabulous Moolah Women's battle, Memorial Battle Royal, but WWE changed the name when fans complained about damage control? Yeah. They did damage control, basically. Yeah. Like naming yeah. It, 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 it turns out that Fabulous Moolah is this horrible woman, yeah. woman who pimped out other women and all this, yeah. scammed I, people out of their money. I've heard that. I did I did hear that or whatever, but I mean, I'm not well versed in it. I just, you know, from hearsay, I know about all that stuff. And I kind of think they should have thought about that beforehand, you know? Mm. I mean, they could have picked somebody else if they wanted to name it because, I mean, they had the May Young Classic. And the only reason I think they pick uh, Moolah to name it after for the um, Women's Battle Royal because, you know, Moolah and May Young was like a part of their history, you know? Mm. And then yeah. they was always together, you know, making appearances. I mean, there was entrenched in that freaking attitude area area <laughs> era, <laughs> era um, programming or whatever so I mean yeah. for me you know watching them I didn't know too much about you know beforehand and all the scandal and all the other bullshit I knew them from Raw I, that's what I knew them from there was the two old bitches that would wrestle sometimes and get put through tables <laughs> you, you know pretty much yeah and they were synonymous with each other it's kind of like um they was a female version of Edge and Christian because, I mean, when I think about Edge or Christian, I think about Edge and Christian, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's that's all, that's my thinking on it or whatever. All right, we gave Mae Young one. Let's give Moolah one. And then I was like, oh, shit. Maybe not. Let's just pull that back a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they definitely still they still have a chance to like name it after somebody. I mean, yeah. like we mentioned before, um, Sensational Sherry, Luna Vachon, uh-huh. Wendy Richter, Alondra mm-hmm. Blaze, mm-hmm. um, Jackie, my boo thing. <laughs> <laughs> she still look good, by the way. Hell yeah, her and Jazz still look good. <laughs> jazz? You don't know who Jazz is? Oh, I know who Jazz is. I'm just like, you know what? Hey. I'm I'm literally only going by that one picture that's the that's circling the internet when they say like, oh, like ten former women wrestlers who still look good and others who don't. And there's this horrible looking picture of Jazz who it looked like she just got out, got out of the ring. <laughs> that she might probably be. like catching a breath and then they just snapped it at that moment and that's just <laughs> hey, that's how Jazz looks now. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. It was a smear campaign. Fucking jazz is fine as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it goes back and it's kind of awkward at the same time because like watching them, you know, actually being on TV at the time, like during that, during the Attitude Era, era right. or whatever. I keep saying area. <laughs> yeah. Era. 
Yeah. Damn, I would just look at these women whipping ass in those little bitty shorts and everything. And then it came to a head to when my daughter came up to me and she was like, do women wrestle? I was like, yes, there's plenty of women that wrestle. And I pull on the WWE network and I pull up a triple threat between our it was a fatal four way between Jazz, Jacqueline, um, I think Ivory and another girl or whatever. And they fucking beating shit out of each other in these little panty draws and shit. And I'm just like, uh, let's <laughs> find something else. <laughs> you yeah. showed her the wrong era. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> yeah, my, my, I got bad Russell memory or whatever. I mean, I know what I like and I got fond memories of things, but like, if you used to get into like, all right, man, you remember that match in 92 between this guy and this guy? And I'd be like, what? I don't even remember that shit happening. And then you get to talking about it like, oh, now I remember. So when I seen the clip or the little caption, it was like Jazz, Jacqueline, and then, you know, Fatal 4-Way. I was like, all right, yeah, this might be a good match. Then I turned it on. Oh, shit. I forgot. Click. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. And with, yeah, oh, yeah, and, uh, with, uh, with WrestleMania, what do you think about the main event between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns? Like, I'm, how hard is Roman Reigns going to get booed out of the arena this time? And how fast will the WWE, like, mute the crowd mics? I don't know. I was there for 31, and that shit was horrible. We was in, uh, what, that was uh, Santa Clara. Yeah, leave it. Um, yeah, the daytime. Levi Stadium. Yeah, the day- Niner Stadium. Yeah, the daytime. <laughs> Royal uh, WrestleMania and that shit was horrible man it was fucking bad it was like the whole stadium as a collective booed this man and then he came down from the rafters they had motherfuckers sticking the middle finger in his face and they they did not enjoy that shit you know they made the right call by letting Seth cash in Um, (laughs) then I was there in Dallas Fucking big ass cowboy stadium, a hundred thousand motherfuckers in there, and I'm just. I like, am a hardcore Dallas Cowboys fan, so I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, man. I, I mean, I used to be a Dallas fan too, but then you know, I was a kid, I didn't know any better. But True. um, <laughs> I was in in Dallas in that fucking big ass stadium, a hundred thousand people left and the right of me or whatever and we just seen monumental matches beforehand and then Roman Reigns music come on and this same music and this same motherfucker with the same vest and the same black pants and the same boots and the same fucking arm little wrist thingy Superman punch pad fuck shit he got (laughs) came out there and a hundred thousand motherfuckers in unison was like boo and I was just like really Really? Really? <laughs> but for this year, it's going to happen again. The only difference I hope or the only change I hope they would make is not to let it go on last. I think that would save the whole thing. I mean, nobody really wants to see it or, you know, I want to see it. I don't give a fuck. I like Roman Reigns. But I think to save that WrestleMania from that, just don't put them on last. You can put them second to last you can put them at the f- fucking the first match you can put them in the middle but don't put them on last and you you save that Wrestlemania because they'll get it done they'll get it over with Roman to hold the fucking belt up and then he'll go off and then they have another match after it to bring everybody back in you know so don't put that motherfucker on last there you go <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> 
Pretty much, because I, I honestly, I don't think Roman's the, we, we, we don't think Roman's the guy. As a matter of fact, he retired the Undertaker, so I'm well, quote unquote, retired the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. He's always gonna have beef with me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he should have been the one to do it. Yeah, mm. I mean, yeah. but who would you have do it? Who a couple of years a couple of years ago, Sting. Uh, As a couple of years ago, maybe some years back, before, before the probably bomb. around around WrestleMania 28, where Sting was still, you know, yeah. doing his thing. Yeah, he was doing his thing in TNA, but yeah, he was still doing his thing. Of course, you know, Undertaker starting to ride off, you know, into yeah. his last leg. Even though granted, granted that that was a great match, the Hell in a Cell, but it's like. I think that was that was the match that everybody wanted to see. If you grew up, you know, watching the, the Monday Night Wars and stuff, mm-hmm. um, Sting was my favorite WCW wrestler. Mm-hmm. Undertaker being my favorite WWE wrestler, it was fi- it was the dream match that everybody wanted, mm-hmm. but never got. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I kind of agree with that that they should have had that match, but I th- I think they would have had that match if Sting didn't get hurt and retired. But, but then uh, it would have been too late. Then it would have been just two old guys in a ring. Yeah. You know, I mean, Sting's pushing 60. If not, he is 60. Um, Undertaker, 52 years old, you know. Yeah. Recent hip surgeries and all that. So it's like, we're not going to get the guys that we wanted to get. Yeah. You know, back during the Monday Night Wars. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Sting, you think it was a big mistake him losing at his first WrestleMania? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but that was, uh, that was, the Vin- that was Vince's ego. Yeah. And he had to. He had to. That was the final nail in the coffin of WCW. Yeah, it's yeah. that nah. I, that that left a sour taste in my mouth. I didn't like that at all. And then yeah. you know, being there too, I was like, oh DX, oh NWO, this is gonna be awesome. Sting gonna win. Then he didn't. Then he didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was like they. It was like they we with the DX and NWO interference. Like they tried to soften the blow of Sting's loss, so you could yeah. say that. Oh well, Triple H just cheated, but it just felt wrong. No, they had to rely. They had to rely on nostalgia just to build the matchup. Yeah, yeah, it, it was weird. It was yeah, I mean, it was weird. Come on, now Scott Hall is messed up as he was at that time, taking bumps. Yeah, he has a pacemaker too, right? I'm not gonna go that far and say that, but he does. Yeah, he got some wear and tear now. But back then, he wasn't that. I think he was still going through the program. Oh yeah, through the D. He like just he was still going through the DDP program, right? So it was like, but then he was setting up for. I'm like, he's not gonna do it. I'm like, oh my god, he just took a back body drop. Like he's dead on the outside too. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> like I was more concerned with like Scott Hall, like the man's health. And then um yeah. Kevin Nash, man, he played it like so cool. It was just like um he he got knocked down outside or whatever. He started grabbing his quad and shit. Yeah, because <laughs> he's notorious for having quad injuries. So he's out there rolling around and shit, and everybody's like, "Oh no, he hurt his quad." <laughs> you know that match was a couple of years too late. Oh yeah, and it wasn't the match that we wanted. It was literally Sting and Triple H was the match that we settled for because we couldn't get Sting versus Undertaker. Yeah. Right. We just like, yeah. it's just like this match with uh, Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. and Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie. It's like, we really wanted to see Ronda and The Rock because of that, because it all stems from that moment yeah. from 31. Yeah. We really wanted to see Ronda and The Rock go against Triple H and Stephanie, but okay, Kurt Angle will settle for it. And really with the whole Kurt Angle thing, I really think that was... 
that they kind of just piecemealed that together. One because Definitely. they couldn't get the rock, and two because Jason Jordan got hurt. Because I firmly believe if he didn't get hurt, it would have been Jason Jordan versus Kurt Angle. Yeah, I think mm. so too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they were definitely setting up for that, like that, because they were building up Jason Jordan's heel turn. Yeah, yeah, Like he was just leaning on his dad, being his dad's son, Mm -hmm. so he can get bigger opportunities. So I don't, I don't know if they're gonna like uh, restart that storyline because nobody, it's obvious nobody buys it. So it's gonna be weird to see how WWE continues that whole Jason Jordan thing. Oh, the whole hey, it turns out to be turns out to be he's not really his son. They're gonna probably have Maury Povich on a be a guest on Raw just to (laughs) just to do a whole you're not the father thing, and then they would totally do that. They are so capable of doing it. Yeah, because my whole thing was just like I see. I seen it from the beginning or whatever. They introduced him as his son and like in the back of my head, I was like, I knew Kurt Angle was gonna have at least one more match, one more big thing before he was uh totally done or whatever. It's just like before they even put him in the Hall of Fame, before he even showed up to be the goddamn general manager or whatever, he was just wrestling not that long ago. <laughs> like, exactly. You know? And so yeah. I, I it, it was no doubt in my mind that he was gonna have a match, but I was just thinking that day it was just gonna try to run with Jason Jordan, build him up, and them two was going to have a match. Because how I saw it was like they started building up his heel persona most recently before the injury and everything. And I was just going to be like, he going to keep guilting Kurt and be like, come on, dad, give me this dad, give me that dad. Then he was going to be like, fine, I was just using your ass anyway to get all these opportunities and you ain't even my goddamn daddy, you know, and then match. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And and also too with um with the whole Kurt Angle Ronda Rousey match, yeah. like, it's gonna be interesting to see how Ronda Rousey performs in her in the ring in her first ever big match. I because, am so nervous for that because <laughs> yeah. she could tell. Like I mean, she's a, obviously capable in the UFC, but she's green as grass as a wrestler. Right. Yeah. So she's not even on the level of a uh, uh, Shayna Baszler. But even so. then, like he's she's she's I think she's gonna be okay. Yeah, she's gonna be okay because she got yeah. two great ring generals in there, like Triple H and Kurt Angle, two carrier. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean, like, you don't really need her to do too much at this capacity anyway, because damn, Kurt and um, Triple H can pretty much go in there and have a match. She can get the hot tag, you know, flip Stephanie around and some cool little moves and everything, and probably ultimately win or whatever. Or she can even tag. I'll let Kurt finish the whole thing off. Or they can do a she's literally just yeah, do a stereo submission and shit. You know, she hit, hit Stephanie with the arm bar and he get Triple H in the leg lock and it's fucking over. You know, you literally just called the entire match already. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Sorry for the the spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, But everybody just going to see the spectacle of fucking Ronda Rousey. That's all it's going to be. Yeah. I've heard actually her too. She's starting to get a little bit of backstage heat. For? Yeah. Basically, because she's kind of like getting the, she's getting the Brock Lesnar treatment. Mm-hmm. Like she's getting her own dressing room and stuff, and some of the other girls backstage don't like that. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I heard that she was like she want to do everything that everybody else does. You know, the tours, the live shows, and all the other bullshit. But I don't think that's yeah. gonna kick off proper until after WrestleMania. You know, so she probably gonna get that special treatment until after and when she can actually freaking um get into the system and get in how she really want to because I believe she's filming a movie right now as we speak too from what I've heard I don't know I could be wrong <laughs> it's, probably, it's possible so yeah 
got some other got another match here the for me this is the the real uh wrestlemania main event aj styles versus shinsuke nakamura for the wwe championship yeah i'm that's one that's what i said i was excited for i mean i, I just don't know how that's gonna look though because i mean i'm i've seen them both in new japan mm-hmm. and um they beat the shit out of each other more or less but um how is that going to translate on wwe television you know <laughs> Easy if they let if if um, WWE lets them do their thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just say like, here's how much time you guys have. Cut loose and boom. Literally. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just it's just weird. I mean, because it's WrestleMania, I believe they let them just kind of do whatever all willy nilly. But um, it's been brought up on other podcasts, and I was kind of thinking about it myself. You know. Everybody's saying Shinsuke is going to win, but how's the after going to look? You know, what, what's, what's in store for WWE champion Shinsuke Nakamura? Mm. Oh, there's definitely going to be rematches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody everybody exercises their rematch clause. Um, they're gonna, Obviously, they're going to see how he sells. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's marketable, then yeah, he'll go for the you know the tradi- the typical um, babyface summer cha- you know babyface summer champion. Mm. Kids are out of school. Kids can stay up a little later to watch uh, Raw and or SmackDown. Um, the ratings will go up. Your kids are gonna want to buy their their merchandise, whatever. So they'll keep them champion for like the summertime. Mm. Yeah, so, school I, I, rolls around. A huge transitional champion will come. Yeah, yeah I can see it. Yeah, it looks like I see him like maybe. If- Doing getting the rematches with AJ, and then maybe you can put him in the program with Kevin Owens, yeah. or even Zam- or even Sami Zayn, Bobby Roode, um, Dolph Ziggler if they, de- if they decide to push him. Uh, but I think they're yeah. gonna they're starting something with Ziggler and um, Daniel Bryan. Uh, are they? It looks from from what it looks like in that episode of SmackDown. Yeah, mm. yeah. You well, know, you know. Like- speaking of da- speaking of Daniel Bryan, I gotta say, man, I'm not a fan of him returning to in ring action at all. I'm just not with the, with the amount of c- concussions that he admitted that he had. Mm-hmm. You're just asking for disaster. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I am, I am scared. Hopefully, like with all that CT stuff, we'll have another like Chris Benoit situation, and mm, God forbid WWE want you know has to do much more damage control. Yeah, the good yeah. thing they don't make bow flexes anymore, do they? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen one in a long time. <laughs> Yo, know, that is true, actually. Like, since the whole Ben Wine uh, mur- murder suicide, we haven't seen that in the public eye either. No, yeah. I think they still, no, they still make them. Yeah. yeah my just, girl works at Dick Sporting Goods. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen, I haven't seen one in person in a long time. I haven't seen commercials because Nordic Track and the goddamn Bowflex was so, like on TV all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wait. 10 pay, easy payments at 19 night. Why is everything on TV cost $20? <laughs> I don't know. I know every infomercial was nineteen ninety five or whatever. Yeah. But if you call now, you get the second one free. <laughs> exactly. all, you, all you gotta do is pay shipping and handle it, though. Handle it. Oh, man. <laughs> Dang. Those commercials, man. Someone just always hit, someone just always hit me. Yeah. Those commercials play so many times are like ingrained in your mind. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's how I found out about other music. 
through those infomercials or whatever. He was like, the such and such greatest hits or whatever. And then you hear like uh, hauling oats and all this other bullshit. That's how I find <laughs> out there's other music besides rap. <laughs> time, them time life collections. Exactly. Yes. That shit. Or now that's what I call music volume 34 or something. They still make those. They, yeah, they the do. these now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Might be higher than that. I want to see. I, I must do my research. <laughs> <laughs> now that's what I call music. That's yep. what I call. Oh, they got a, their own website. Yeah, man. Oh, shit. Sorry to, it's, yeah. it's loading up. Oh, <laughs> it, it, do you do you accept cookies? All right. Oh, shit. Got like flash gifts and shit. That's what I call music. Ninety nine. <laughs> They're up to nine. Damn. Wow. Ninety nine. God damn. That that is that's an achievement right there. It's almost one hundred. Yeah. Uh, some other motherfuckers that's been around for a while. Them kids bop motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where they oh my God. Kids bop. Oh, yep. Their website is less impressive. <laughs> <laughs> ugh, this is ugh, this is nasty. It's not even like, look, it's not even loading up. It's just like text and font. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that is awful. Kids bop 37. All right. They got a ways to go. <laughs> man. But, uh, man. Motherfucking kids. But, it's like, but then we also, while you was, you know, handling, you know, handling your business, we took a look at the NXT card. I'm highly impressed. Yeah, man. I, I haven't um, did my binge yet on NXT. Usually, like with a NXT 205 Live and everything, I wouldn't watch it for you know probably about three weeks or so. And then I go back and I watch them all consecutively. So, do feel free to fill me in on what's going on. Uh, yeah. So the NXT uh, Takeover card, uh, New Orleans, they have four four big matches so far. So they got Andrade Cien Almas mm-hmm. uh, defending his NXT championship against Alistair Black. Yeah. Now, which, not I, Alistair Black. Yeah. yeah. I have come around on um, Cien. What, what y'all feel about him? Yeah. You know, like, if you, that's funny. Like, when, if you asked me, like, this time last year, if uh, Andrade Almas would be an NXT champion or a high profile uh, wrestler in NXT, I'd be like, no. I always thought he was just like a gimmick wrestler, and that's it. Yeah, like an Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, because like I heard like so much about him, like oh he was La Sombra, he was great in Japan and Mexico, yeah. but I didn't see that. Yeah. But then like, but then once they put him, once they linked him up with uh, Zelina Vega, and they built up his heel cred, it was like yo, he's actually improving every week. Mm-hmm. And then he earned the NXT Championship. I was like, man, that's like the most improved turnaround I've seen in a long time from any wrestler. Yeah, because I was at the the NXT uh, takeover when it was here in Houston when he won the belt. And oh, wow. I saw I saw you was there. Yeah, and that that place lost their shit. Especially like I mean he showed out in that goddamn match. He did the um, moonsault mm-hmm. off the top of the um, freaking turnbuckle to the outside. I mean he had a awesome showing. That was also the night uh Alistair Black in uh, Velveteen Dream had that great match. And it, I hate yeah. Velveteen Dream's gimmick. <laughs> yo, yo, you I hate it. I hate, I'm not with it. Talented wrestler. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will not take that away. Talented wrestler, but I just it's just way too obvious of a ripoff of uh, it's w- a prince. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> way too obvious. I mean, like 
you wouldn't even know. Like, r- listen, Razor Ramon was a knockoff of Scarface. Yeah. yeah. Alexa Bliss Alexa Bliss is based off of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, but it's like you you have to really look to figure those two out. Mm-hmm. But with Velveteen Dream, it's just definite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like way too obvious. And then that to me is just a little too extra. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, can, I, can, I can see what you mean. Like, like at first when the with the Velveteen Dream, I'm thinking like when I saw Patrick Clark come up with that gimmick. I was like, man, this gimmick has a short shelf life. Mm-hmm. But he's actually impressed me, man. He's he went all the way with it, and the fans actually took a shine to him. But like he's again, a genuine competitor. Yeah, but then again, you know, Undertaker was literally only supposed to be there for like three months. Yeah. Uh, that's right. He's a a, zo- a zombie mortician. Yeah, <laughs> with powers who can turn on lights on and off with yeah. the urn of Paul Bearer. That literally was that it. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah. and he's lasted 28 years. Yeah. Yeah. And so, goddamn. Did y'all watch a lot of TNA stuff or do you watch TNA? I'm not a fan of the product. Did you used to watch it? I caught I caught a couple of episodes here and there. Um out the other day I was sending a friend of mine the video of Jay you know, Jay Lethal and Rick Flair, Flair having yeah. the woo off. <laughs> and great. Jay Lethal nailing that impression. Yeah. Yeah, he he did Flair for a while and he um did Macho Man for a while. Macho too. Man, yeah. Black yep. Machismo. <laughs> exactly. <Yep. laughs> Damn, but um they had old dude that was at TNA for a while. He was he used to be um, in WWE, Orlando Jordan. Yeah. yeah, and he had that out there character over in TNA or whatever, and that kind of what the Velveteen Dream reminds me of, other than the Prince shit. Hmm. Just not as over the top as that shit was. This motherfucker was skirting white cream in his motherfucking face like he was getting skeeted on and shit. And I was just like, all right, <laughs> all right, you tripping. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Orlando Jordan gimmick that was like w- trying way too hard and was way too obvious with it. Yeah, that was way over the top. I mean, you know, Orlando Jordan was um, Ultimate Warriors. Yeah, that come out of retirement match. Yeah, really. Yeah, they had it. Yeah, them two had a match. It like was that. shitty. It was <laughs> shitty. It was off. I see. It, it looked. Uh, it looked awful. Like Undertaker. I mean, um, excuse me, Ultimate Warrior just running out of here. Short haircut and all flat, you know, flabby. It was like Halloween Havoc '98 bad. God damn, Shit. that I gotta see this match now. It was. Oh, you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, oh, I mean, don't don't look at the highlight clip one because I mean they took whatever glimmer they can get off of that pile of shit and um splice some <laughs> shit together. Look at the whole match. <laughs> that shit oh, is man. horrible. Jogged to the back. It was all. Okay, I put it as Dynamite Kid's last match when he got when he lost all that weight mm-hmm. and his tights were sagging oh. in Japan. Mm-hmm. That bad. Oof. Like it was like that Oof. shit show with Scott Hall when he was drunk and they drug his skinny ass to the ring and he fell asleep in the ring. Kind of bad like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. the top rope show, which was like in which was in Fall River. Mm-hmm. A couple of what? Yeah, that's literally what Fall River's got to be. What twenty minutes away from here, from yeah, where we live? Just about. Horrible, <laughs> man. I, I I gotta see that. Yeah, like prepare your like, eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know. Speaking of like worst matches, like what would you say is like the worst wrestling match that you've seen of all time in all your years of watching wrestling? 
See, that's just where we get back to the bad wrestling memory. <laughs> you get to talk about some okay, shit. First one to talk. First one to come to the top of the end. Um, I guess that return match, you know, many moons later with the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan, when everything that could have went wrong and that match went wrong, and he tried to do the little fireball in his face, and the shit didn't work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so yep, how are we having ninety eight? That that was bad. I mean, I can't really recall anything that was like bad. I, I mean, there's shit that I was disappointed in, like the um, what was that goddamn match? Um, I think it was a uh, AJ. Sty- it was some TNA shit. It was um AJ Styles versus Austin Aries or whatever and it was just like um, I think they show it recurrently on um, the Botchamania intro it's like they both came <laughs> off the ropes and they tried to dag on you know they came met each other in the middle and they just kind of like chest bumped and shit and just stood there for a second awkwardly I was like ugh <laughs> what's this <laughs> and then um, I don't know it's just I, I nothing really jumps out to me right now but I know that Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior return match many years later that was real shitty. Yeah. What y'all got? Um, one match that you should see, speaking of worst matches, it's on YouTube. It's a TNA match. It's a women's match between Charmel mm-hmm. and Jenna Marasco. Uh, it was, that sounds uh, shitty. <laughs> yeah. Jenna Mar- see, I think she was like some reality TV uh, actress at the time. And and her and her and Charmel had a match in one of the TNA's Impact episodes. The definition of horrible, like, like I'm talking about botched moves, left to right, poor selling, like, like. But my mind you, these two aren't even wrestlers. Yeah. But man, it was like Murphy's Law. Like everything that can go wrong in a wrestling match d- will go wrong, and that was it was embarrassing. It, I cr- physically cringed watching that. Well, she- then there was also uh, last week's. Charlotte Ruby Ultimate Ryan? deletion. Oh, yeah. Oh, that shit. <laughs> well, b- before we jump on that train, um, when Charlotte first got called up, I thought all her first couple of series of matches was pretty shitty. Mm. It's like, she, it, it wasn't smooth. I mean, you could tell she was nervous or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. a lot of those matches was like a flop to me. Yeah, well, initially, she didn't, she wasn't going to wrestle. Yeah, oh, yeah she right. did it all just for for her brother Reed that passed away, you know, years ago. Yep. But um, so it's like, all right, it's, it's like more of okay, I'm gonna do this for you, but literally that was the uh, that was it. Like you was able to tell at that time she was doing it for her brother. Of mm-hmm. course, she en- she eventually, you know, she got her feet wet, mm-hmm. developed her own set, you know, developed her own character and stuff, and then she became the Charlotte Flair that have now which will next year be the first woman to headline Wrestlemania mm. that's got to be like the last first that we're going to get out of this women's re- revolution yeah yeah I think so yeah that, and, I mean they could do it they could easily do it now but this this is not the right time to do it because I mean reading off that whole card that we just fucking spoke about or whatever there's too many stars right now to have a women, the women's uh main event WrestleMania, because all right, yeah. let's just say Cena was retired, Orton was retired, um, AJ was, and uh, Nakamura and them were in the role that Orton and Cena is now, to where they're here whenever they need them and they go away. Then right. I believe females could 
main event of WrestleMania. That, that'll that be the only condition to where they don't have too many prominent stars at the time. And, um, you know, they freaking um, part timers are few and far in between. That's that's probably going to be when it's going to happen. Hmm. Yeah, because as of right now, it seems like and don't get me wrong, nothing against, you know, nothing against, yeah. you know, what the women's women are doing right now. I love what they're doing, but it seems like they're really trying to force it. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to hit on, man. It's just damn. All this shit came because people were tired of the um, you know piss poor shit that they was doing with the women, giving them like two minute matches and three minute yeah. matches and all that shit. This sparked because of that. You know, they was they had all these talented women that have them out there for a minute and a half, two minutes, and then boom, they on to the next shit. So, you know, they start getting more time and, you know, start getting better matches and so on and so forth. And then now everybody complaining still about, you know, they're not being showcased and all this other bullshit. So they give them a women's tournament. <laughs> they damn yeah. they give them the first hell in the cell, the first this. And to me, in my saying, it's just like, and you probably on the same page with me. I believe that they did all this shit the way they did it as fast as they can do it so they can get that shit done over with and everybody can shut their fucking mouth and they can go back to business as usual. <laughs> right, but I think they, I mean, I think they could still do it. Just, I think it would be much more appealing if they spread it out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They yeah, did they, all this like, shit. He just had the Hell in a Cell, then the classic, then like everything. It was just like one after another after another. And it was just like, all right, we're getting... We're getting a lot of first too much right now. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. They just did all that shit real quick so everybody can shut the fuck up and they can move on about their goddamn business. <laughs> yeah, and to add to that too, like my biggest beef with the whole women's revolution thing, and my, my one and only beef really is that is that it's so obvious that they're trying to push only one woman as the figurehead of the women's revolution and that's stephanie mcmahon exactly. like they're pushing her as like oh this is her brainchild like she's the one who came up with all these genius ideas for the women uh, for the women's roster mm-hmm. and it comes off as like really phony and disingenuous like i i just don't buy it it's just so obvious that wwe is like trying to like try to like put their best pr foot forward with stephanie mcmahon and making her like the face of the whole women's revolution deal yeah i i i I agree with you but at the same time how would all this look if they put a dude at the spearhead of that as far as creative go yeah i mean i I mean the only only person i believe they can do that with is triple h because everybody fucking love triple h he doing nxt now he got a hold of 205 live and they doing great shit he would be the only one that they can put a, at the head of that and everybody be like, yeah. But if you put Vince at the head of that, I mean, obviously it ain't going to go as well as it's going now. And you put anybody yeah. else at the head of that, it's going, oh, man, this is some bullshit. You know, it would nobody would take to it the way that they're taking to it now. Yeah. Like, my thing is that they could put, like, I mean, they already put big emphasis on, like, Charlotte and, um, and some of the other women's wrestlers, like Sasha Banks. Like, if they push them more as, like, the like the athletes more as like the ones who spearheaded the revolution, if you will. Yeah. And Stephanie McMahon can, you know, be in the background, you yeah. know, more or less. But she in the fucking front. <laughs> yeah. Like putting her in the front, making it look like she's the one who came up with all these ideas and like, she's the one who should get sole credit and the women are just there. You know, it's like, uh, it just kind of rose me the wrong way. Yeah. I agree with that. It's just, they have this, it's like they got a complex or some shit man it's just like I could even going back 
um, you know, after the Montreal school drop, school drop. Damn, I can't talk. <laughs> school job. job. Uh, the yep. whole thing with DX and everything. And um, after DX broke up, Hunter started becoming his own thing. And then you can start to tell throughout the evolution of wrestling from then on forward to when he started to get more ingrained in the behind the scenes stuff because he mm. was champion whenever you wanted to. He was in every major storyline and, you know, just it was all him. Yeah. Goddamn fucking the hymns. Like everybody like is is waves of this shit because like everybody looking at it now like maybe newer wrestling fans and they know Triple H and Stephanie McMahon as the authority to when they had the Shane, the Hemsley fucking McMahon alliance back before that and it's like it's mm-hmm. all repeating over and over and over again you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah the whole heel authority figure. that is good that I think it's done for a while yeah yeah we need I, I pro- honestly, I probably don't want to see another heel authority figure, and like, not for like another ten years. NXT, yeah, I agree. NXT and two hundred five live are doing it right. Love it, mm. and I love. I, I, yeah. oh, honestly, I've always been a fan of two hundred five live. Like even when Vince was running it, mm-hmm. like I would still watch it mainly because like the talent, the talent was there. Oh yeah, the talent was there. It's just it was being badly booked. Yeah, mm. for sure. And I like to turn around so much with uh, Drew Gulak. Yeah, like that too. Yeah, he's just a that, fucking animal. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. my my also my biggest beef is like it's on. It comes on after SmackDown, mm-hmm. so everybody by that time like everybody's tired. Yeah, and you know many people have said it. I've said it myself. It's just like they need. I mean, they've already stopped showing them on Raw, which I, I I've been said they was gonna do that from the beginning. It's just like. They're getting you used to these characters on Raw, seeing their faces and everything and everything they can do. And then eventually they'll just snatch that shit off and it'll be exclusive to the network, which right. they're doing now. But they need the NXT treatment. They just don't need to be on the road with everybody else. They just need their own full sale or whatever the fuck and just record yep. their own shows like NXT do. My sentiments exactly. Oh, yeah. I've said that many times. Have them on a, th- have them on a Thursday at like 8 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, and they they the way they record this shit I think is ass backwards or whatever. Because if you ever been to a live show most recently with the two hundred five live shit, it's a fucking chore, man. Because all right, I went to what it is. Uh, I went to SmackDown, so they got a dark match beforehand. Then they got the main show. Then they try to tease you to stay behind for two hundred five live by giving you a dark match after two hundred five live is recorded. So it's a dark match. You sit there through fucking Raw. I mean, uh, SmackDown. Then you sit there through 205 Live. Then if you still have your wherewithal about you, you stay for another fucking dark match. That's too yeah. much wrestling in one sitting. I mean, on TV is different because, I mean, you can right. fast forward, rewind. If you DVR, you can leave and go in your kitchen and whatever. At mm-hmm. home, it's more comfortable. But to be there in the arena and sit through all that shit. Fuck your yeah, couch. That's a lot. Yeah. That, that, that's a lot. So by literally by the time like you get to 205 Live, everybody's worn out. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. tired, not to mention it's you know, you have kids. It's a school night. Exactly. So you don't want you you gotta get up, you get your kids ready and stuff and all that. They're not gonna want to get up because they're gonna be still tired and everything. Yeah. Is it, it it's a it's a lot. It, oh, yeah. What what I think would benefit them more is if they flip flopped it. Now open the doors maybe an hour earlier and goddamn record 205 Live first and exactly. then have it lead in to fucking Smackdown. 
Yeah, they have a great editing team that will just put together. They will put together. They will edit it just right whenever they, if they need to. Mm-hmm. And then just show and just show it right on the network right after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same deal with the uh, NXT tapings at Full Sail. Yeah. Mm. Whatever, bro. I mean, that's why. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe we should just start our own shit. You know, we just fucking <laughs> random codex fucking <laughs> federation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I actually did train to be a wrestler for yeah years ago, but yeah, I I, I did the same thing, and it fucking sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Body slams are the worst. <laughs> At first, yeah, my I, I did get a concussion when I first took bumps. <laughs> I think I did that too, man. It's just like <laughs> I wouldn't know what a concussion felt like, but if I can compare it to anything, I think that's what that was. Because <laughs> I damn. <laughs> I took a slam. I jumped right back up. I no sold the shit out of it. I was like, I ain't no punk. And then, like, I started feeling dizzy and shit. Felt a little nauseous. I was like, ah, oh, this don't feel right. <laughs> oh yeah, right after mine, I started taking punches right after that. I'm like, okay, let me like, can I like sit down for a bit? <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's so like, I believe yeah. I was a little concussed. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely was. And I took my and um the ring the ring that I actually trained on was that was the actual um the original ECW ring. Oh, oh well, man. yeah, you had all the bells and whistles. I just Oh no, that shit hurt. <laughs> I think that shit hurt. Yeah. Like like how do how does it feel like running the ropes? I heard those like steel basically steel cables. You get after you get used to it. They hurt at first. Mm-hmm. But you get used to it after a while. Okay. Yeah. Because you don't necessarily bounce off. You like you run into it and you kinda like Lean you, it's like you it. jump and you sit into it. Okay. For like a quick second. So you're like taking like a quick seat and then yeah, run it and run into the other one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, and it also, yeah, it has spring to it or whatever. I mean, as uh, as much as you would imagine it would, and then because like what I my pet peeve about it was is like anytime that I was in there training, I would always go in there and I would tighten the ropes up as tight as I can get the motherfuckers. Because damn, if I was gonna do a springboard or some stupid shit like that, I want some damn some fucking firmness i want some spring but yeah you want some yeah you can't get no shit like that you got some loose ass ropes because your ass be like oh shit and you fucking fall off them bastards (laughs) (laughs) yeah you end up on the botchamania highlight reel yeah yeah but like i took a i remember doing my first drop kick or whatever i kicked my trainer in the nuts (laughs) (laughs) oh shit because it's just like i didn't have the i mean i could jump pretty high i mean but it's just like I didn't have I mean not jumping like that before you know because you got to jump you got to pull your legs in and kick them out so mm-hmm. I kicked them out too late and I got them in the nuts <laughs> yeah, <damn. laughs> yeah. yeah so, man sorry <laughs> hey who did you train with um when I was in Missouri that was like another thing I got into or whatever it was uh down at a central states championship wrestling uh, my trainer was a uh, Damon, the Mad Hatter Buchanan, and Showtime Shane Summers. <laughs> <laughs> and now um, Showtime, he was big, tall, six foot five motherfucker. And uh, Damon was like um, about six foot. He's about my height, wide and fucking barrel chested than the motherfucker. And then they had another guy that kind of helped me a little bit. Um, it was a uh, what his name. Evan Money Morris or whatever young guy he's probably in his 20s or something close to 30 and um 
they would rotate and they would train me and everything and <laughs> tell you why I hate body slams because they damn they ran a body slam train on my ass what they would do they would make me stand in the corner and they would line up from right. fucking smallest to tallest and damn I would come out the corner the first one would pick me up body slam me I had to jump back up run into the second one he would pick me up body slam me I had to jump back up run into the third one he would pick me up body slam me and I had to do that shit for like two minutes straight just up and down up and down up and down and one guy shorter than me so that was a short slam then another one is taller than him then there's another one then fucking big Shane ass so I go up for like 20 minutes then come down <laughs> fucking horrible then I damn got my teeth clacked together from a clothesline from that big motherfucker. Because, uh, you know, I mean, you did the training or whatever. You come off the ropes, depending on how big the ring is, you take yeah. three paces in, back bump. He's like, yeah, man, when you come off the ropes, you take your three steps in, you start doing your back bump, and, you know, the arm come across, minimum contact with the chest, boom, you're on the yeah. ground. There it is. Simplification. He's like, you know what? I'm 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 telling you this stuff. I know. I mean, would you like to take a clothesline? I was like, hell yeah, I'll take a clothesline. Yeah. Go off the ropes, doing my pace count in my head. One, two, pow! Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the ground. <laughs> I didn't even get to the center of the ring. This motherfucker just hauled off a clothesline the shit out of me. <laughs> and then he was uh talking about pulling punches, cause Shane, he had some fantastic punches. So he's it's like the best punches I've ever seen in person or whatever. And um you just, you know, telling me about the art of the, you know, you know, pulling back and, you know, letting your uh, wrist a little limp or whatever so you don't yeah. knock a motherfucker in the face. And he knocked me in my face. <laughs> Harder <laughs> than a motherfucker. And I know sold the shit out of it. And when he turned his back, I was like, God damn it. Because <laughs> it like he didn't hit me with a fist. He like he brought it in. Then he let his hand loose and he got this big ass fucking hand by the size of my fucking head and just slapped the shit out of me. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> it's like getting hit with a windshield. Oh, damn. <laughs> that was when you realized, like, yeah, I think I'm better off as a fan. <laughs> well, I mean, I did as much as I could for them because it was like a little mom and pop organization. And I just love wrestling that goddamn much, man. It's just like I wanted to do anything that I could. To help them out as much as I could. I would go there. I would set up cameras. I would set up the ring. I would damn put up flyers. I did all that shit for them. because uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I definitely did that. Because I, I actually used to train with um, Brutal Bob Evans, who was from ROH. Yeah, he's from around here. Very, he's actually very patient. I, I, will, I will say that, though. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't he as brutal be. as, like, the, you know, the, the other guys, like Rocco Bruzy. He used to... He had fun with the green guys. <laughs> like he he had fun. He's like, yeah, you need to pre- you need to learn bumps. Let me try this move on you. I'm like, what the fuck? And you can't, you know, you're the new guy. So you couldn't really say no. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I took like move I took moves galore. Yeah, after Good a while. Yeah, after a while, like you said, you you wind up I mean, it still hurts, but it's like something in your brain telling you just like is it's all right because like I can remember the first couple times going in there learning how to do bumps and everything which I kind of had a leg up on everybody that was there because you know we did some of the break similar break falls in our martial arts training for the military so right. I, I already kind of had that you know already knew what to do and shit but damn 
after a while, it just became like second nature or whatever. They'd be like, come in the hard way. And I'll fucking go over the top rope, land on my back like nothing. And I just get up and go on due to the next drill. And, and, um, it got to a point to where when we get new people in, they would have me as the demonstrator and shit. And I would show them how to do shit and all kind of stuff like that. And I thought that was fucking fun, but, um, I had to retire. Yeah, I actually used to enjoy like taking suplexes and hip tosses. I don't know why I found those so much fun. Maybe because maybe because of the simple fact that I was being flipped. I used to have tons of fun with that. As a matter of fact, yeah. was it Mike? No, it wasn't Mike. But um, as a matter of fact, Mike Canellas, who's on SmackDown Live, I used mm-hmm. to train. I used to train with him. Actually, great guy too. He was very patient. He was very patient with me. But um, yeah, I used. To, as a matter of fact, I got a practice match went off of Mike. Oh shit! <laughs> and I always say, I will always, I will. Now that he's, now that he actually made it, I will definitely say that. He's like, you know, I actually beat Mike, Mike Canales in a match. Yeah, like man. It, practice match, but I say I can say that. <laughs> see, man, that that'll be the time to when you um be like, man, I wish I had that shit recorded. <laughs> I definitely, definitely. I, Sometimes I watch, I watch two or five live. Like, if I would have stuck with it, I would have been honest. Yeah, I know. I definitely would have been. <laughs> And that was the three things. Well, yeah, I think that was like the three things like major in my life as a kid. I either wanted to be a wrestler, a martial artist, or be in the military. You know, that's the only three things I thought about as a kid. And maybe even be a goddamn stuntman because I like a motherfucking hell of a lot of action movies and shit. And I threw myself off the house many times. And, um, <laughs> and um, you know, because of joining the military or whatever, I feel like I've done all three. You know? Yeah. What it sounds like, yeah. I, I joined the military. I mean, to an extent, I'm somewhat of a stunt man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, you know, I learned I, we have our own martial arts program and all kind of other um, training to that effect, which I've got to do because of the military and um because of being stationed in bumfuck ass Missouri. Because of the military, I got to meet these people in um Central States Championship Wrestling, and I was able to train and you know you know, kind of be a wrestler, you know? So I got to do all three of the things that I wanted to do in my life. And, you know, I'm not mad that I'm not on TV and getting all this critically acclaimed shit, but you know, I got to do it. And that was like my major thing. I didn't even want to have a match and nothing like that. I just wanted to say I was able to step foot in the ring, you know, get my ass whipped, you know, dish out a little as well by drop kicking people in the nuts. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine with that. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah, that's what's up. They tried to give me a match before I left, though. But damn, um, I couldn't get the physical done in time. Oh uh, yeah, I actually had a few. I had a few matches. Like one, one. My first one. My first one was a battle royal. My gimmick was an old school, an old school b boy. Like I posted up the picture and they're like, boy, you look like you should have had a bucket of fried chicken and grape soda coming out the ring with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like win, do some breakdancing moves in the in the middle of the match. Um, then I had a tag match with another local. My partner was a local wrestler. He was on the show before, Steve the Turtle Whiner. Yep, turtle. He was my tag team partner. We actually won that one. And then my only one-on-one match was uh, the person who gave me the concussion <laughs> in training. <laughs> I lost that one. Then I was like so winded, like I literally thought I was gonna die. Damn. 
But I mean, I did it. That one was in front of Ron Simmons. He was like a guest in one of our shows. When you got hit, did he say damn? <laughs> yeah. He, no, you know what? He actually missed uh, He actually missed my match. He wanted to see me, too. He was the, one of the coolest guys I ever met. He wanted to see my match, but he actually, I guess he ended up, I don't know, maybe had a phone call or something, got caught up talking to Bob or something. And he was like, yo, did you work already? I was like, yeah. And he was like, damn. I mean, that's what he said, damn. Because <laughs> <laughs> he missed my match. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, Ron man. Simmons, the legend. Man. Hell, yeah. But now, um, I don't know. Um, let's see what we got here. I've been forgetting to do these shits now since I changed up my format, because usually the way it go is, um, you know, we jump on, we record, and, you know, I save it. And then maybe a week later when I decide to put out the episode, I would record a separate intro and a separate outro. But now I've just been doing it all in one. And um, I've been neglecting my, my voicemails and everything. Ooh. So okay, uh, since I have guests and we have uh, I have my things and stuff hooked up here. Would you like to go ahead and join me in uh, doing some of these voicemails? Yeah, right. go ahead. Oh wait, absolutely. Oh, Hoppy Rogers. Uh, how'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I frequent. I frequent your show. I listen to your show. <laughs> Let's see what we got. I got four voicemails, but I can only right. play the uh, two of them because damn. One is for the up and coming second annual birthday edition with Ask Miss B Rob. Did she did she answer my question? I know I tweeted a que- I tweeted a question, but I wasn't sure because so many tweets were coming in, and I think I was like at work or something. Like, did she end up? I um tweeted a question. Oh, to oh no, her, no, no, like, no. The, she- the show hasn't happened yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be um it'll come out March 29th. That's my birthday. Oh. Your birthday or hers? That's my birthday. Oh, okay. That's cool. her, that's her birthday present to me. Yeah, it's, it's being on the show. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so that's um, we did that last year too. Um, we did a special birthday edition, and um, we got people to send in questions for her to answer. So, we got. Uh, I find out that she would um sleep with the Rock, uh, for some money, and then um. <laughs> All kind of other crazy shit people asked last year. So hey, it's one of those like, hey, baby, we doing this for I'm doing this for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that, that exact situation. Some in, indecent proposal type shit. <laughs> exactly. I was like, you damn right. <laughs> I said, like, shit, you need some help. You need me to fluff, fluff a pillow. You want me to hold your legs? <laughs> I help you out. <laughs> well, I know. All right, let's see uh, what we got. Hoppy got some crazy shit. Look like you got a story up here for us. Uh-oh. <laughs> all right, let's hear it. Yeah, happy What are you hop- crazy motherfucking people down there in Texas, all over the goddamn United States, over in Europe, listening to podcasts, motherfuckers? This is Hoppy. I got my own podcast now, but I don't fuck with my roots. You never want to dig up your roots, and one of my roots goes firmly over into the random ramblings of Rob show, so I ain't never stopped calling this motherfucker. Y'all think I'm going to just leave this show. Fuck y'all, I ain't leaving shit. Telling y'all about the first time I got jumped by a whole bunch of goddamn people. Really, it was four of us. Four of us got jumped by damn near 30 motherfuckers. So, we was at this party. It was a big goddamn party. When I say a big goddamn party, this shit was goddamn ridiculous. It was in like a a well-to-do area of Louisville, but it's, it's right on the border where it goes from city to country. Like, right on the goddamn border. And, uh, so this person... 
this, this girl had a dad with a bunch of land. I'm talking like 50, 60 acres. And she had a party on this shit. And her dad was out of town. And there's, I'm talking everybody at this party. You got gangsters. You got motherfucking hipsters. You got uh, emo motherfuckers. You got preppy motherfuckers. You got cheerleaders and sports motherfuckers. Everybody. Motherfuckers. I'm talking everybody's at this party. All high school. Back when I was in high school. I was 17 years old. Pretty much everybody at the party, 16 to 20. And, uh, you know, kind of one of them half college, half high school parties. And we was getting fucked up on this goddamn farm. <clears throat> and there, one of my buddies didn't even know this fight happened. That's what, that's how big this party was. He was on the other side of the property. But I was standing on this goddamn tractor. And I was drunk as fuck. My homie Adam on this goddamn tractor. And then my homie Jacob and my homie Gabe was there too. Four of us. And Jacob was a fighter. He was huge. Tough man contest back before USC. The rest of us were scrappers, but we wasn't as big as Jacob or nothing like that. Now on the tractor, I, I, I made a bet for $10 this dude, I could throw a beer bottle about 40 foot and hit this, hit this little tree. It was about two foot across. So I throw the goddamn bottle, hit the tree. Well, this dude behind me to the left, I'm right-handed. So I threw right to the front. This dude behind me to the left was like, Motherfucker, you got beer on me. Whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop all this. He's full of shit. I don't know how the hell he got beer on him, but there ain't no goddamn way. And my right hand throwing to the front, going to get beer on somebody to the back to the left, about 10 foot back. He's crazy. He's talking all this shit, but this motherfucker damn near 6 foot 5, 6 foot 6, almost 300 pounds. He's a big motherfucker. I'm only 6 foot 150. But I'm drunk. I don't give a fuck no way. I ain't got no fear. So I jumped down talking shit to this motherfucker, whoop-de-whoop in his face, and all of a sudden, to me, he, he disappeared. I'm drunk. He disappeared. I don't know where he went. And I look over, and there's Jacob standing there. He done knocked this motherfucker clean out. All right, that was part one. <laughs> I'm like literally pictured all that in my mind, and I'm like dying right now. <laughs> like, I know, man. It's, that, that's what Hop, Hoppy does, man. He just paints a vivid picture for your imagination and shit. This <laughs> part two. Jacob done knocked this motherfucker out, sucker punched him. And then all his homies, which he had way more homies there than we did, is like, fuck them motherfuckers, you know, do do do, you sucker punch a bitch move all this. So 30, it was between 20 and 30, there wasn't no time to count, and I was drunk as fuck, but it was about two dozen to two dozen and a half motherfuckers run up on me and my three homies. And, uh, you know, we, we on this farm, and all hell breaks loose, man. We punching everybody. They punching us. We kind of winning, you know, like knocking these motherfuckers out, taking them one, two at a time. But then they rush up, and four or five motherfuckers grab us and run over at this barbed wire fence and throw us in this barbed wire fence. And, you, you know, I'm too drunk to really even feel it. So they throw me in this barbed wire fence. I hop back up, knock out two, three motherfuckers, and we're all trying to watch each other's back and all this. And we're taking these motherfuckers out one by one, you know, whoop, whoop, whoop. Jacob gets on the ground, I grabbed the motherfucker, got him, wop wop, and the same, you know, vice versa, somebody, two, three grabbed me, but there's so many of the motherfuckers against four, you know, almost two and a half dozen, they, four or five rush, you pick you up, throw you in this barbed wire fence, cut you all up, I got thrown in that fence at least five, six times. And, uh, so we starting to win, you know, knocking these cowards out, cause all they can do is rush you four or five apiece. 
And uh, it's this cheerleader that I had on a date with me at that party run up and tackled me. I'm talking, she was so on adrenaline, she tackled me. And was like, we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and so I feel for her, you know, I'm ready to fight all these motherfuckers. I'm like, all right, man, we got to get this little girl out of here and all this. So uh run to the car and uh, get a bat. And I knocked, I knocked through fucking so many motherfuckers with this bat. I'm talking, I went to cleaning with this bat like a Zamboni on ice, dog. And I got everybody in the car. And then they blocked our way. And, uh, you know, I ain't saying this happened, but somebody may have had a blah, 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 blah. And they all took off fucking running. And we got up out of there, you know what I'm saying? So... We probably knocked out half that motherfucking. We probably knocked. There's four of us. We probably knocked out 18 of these motherfuckers out of out of 26, 20. Who the fuck knows? 28, 30. It could have been. But we end up uh, can't go to the hospital because they're gonna ask the police report and all that. So one of my homies had a girl that was bad about it. We went over. Everybody doing more shots on top of that, and she just used some alcohol and a uh, needle and thread and sewed everybody's stitches up where they got thrown on that barbed wire. But that's the shit we went through every motherfucking weekend. So all them haters that think they got something on me can bring that shit on, because uh, <laughs> you ain't got none on us. Yeah. Wow. And that was um, a fantastical tale by the man known as Hoppy Rogers. <laughs> Who has his own podcast now that you can find on SoundCloud under Hopily Ever After? He's already had um, one episode that's out for your listening enjoyment, and he has a guest by the name of Kurt Russell and also the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> Yo, I want—I I need to hear an audio book from this guy, man. That was—that he... was great. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. And, it, and if you can, man, it's just talent. That's just talent. That, that is. That is. Yeah. <laughs> he, that was quite the yarn. I think um, what the first uh, voicemail edition episode that I did, um, he sent in a voicemail and goddamn, he did a commercial for my sponsor, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like it was it sound professional as fuck too it was just like it wasn't like one of his stories he was like hooks rubs and spices I had special blends of the herbs and spices and so I was like god damn <laughs> I, I just DM'd him the other day I was like can I isolate that and use it as a commercial for my show <laughs> he's like yeah man go ahead <laughs> man I need I need to hear more from this guy. I mean, I always catch him whenever I whenever I when I listen to your show. I always catch him. I remember there was one story about some girl that he was like sleeping with, and it just like the way he just tells the story is like you you have no choice. It's literally like like listening to a drunk uncle talking, like just talking to you. Yeah, I mean, he is drunk a lot of the time when he do those. So yeah, <laughs> but there you have it. There you go. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all ever been in an all-out brawl just for no damn reason? <laughs> um, yeah, back when I was like in second grade. And I think like the last, I just remember seeing like some of my friends fighting. And then I just kind of like just joined in. And next thing you know, I just get punched in the, punched in the nose. I had my, my first ever nosebleed. <laughs> Plus, you know, I'm a little kid, so I'm crying. Word. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and, and that's, that's all I can really remember. I remember getting in trouble for it. But like, that was pretty much it. 
Mm. Yeah. For me, I, I've always had the good sense to avoid getting into fights, so I can't really say I have any similar tales on my end. I wish I did, though. Yeah. I was backyard wrestling, backyard wrestling when we used to like wrestle on dirty mattresses. It was cool back then. Now as an adult, I'm like, damn, that was some nasty shit we used to do. <laughs> but like, you backyard wrestle, somebody get hit for real, and then next thing you know, everybody stop fighting and stuff, and then we'll shake it up when we're done and all that. It's a shoot. <laughs> but yeah man we had no sense of just like planning how we just went at it until like somebody was tired so we just took the wh- whoever was tired they just lost wow <laughs> nice i've been there yeah we <laughs> yeah damn i got trying to run away trying to run away from some shit i got caught across my nose with a wire clothesline and shit oh <laughs> yeah i got a scar right here on the bridge of my nose uh, we was out in the backyard playing around and shit. Yeah, I don't know if we was playing tag or some some cockamamie bullshit us kids make up. And we was just I was just I remember I was getting chased. I was running in the backyard and it was just like this thin piece of wire that they was using for a clothes uh clothesline and shit. And I couldn't see that motherfucker because you know, adrenaline, I'm running, I'm trying not to get tagged, I'm not trying to be it and shit. So now um, I'm running, I look back, look forward. Yeah, right across the bridge of the nose, Home Alone style through the air. Boom on my back. Air leaves my body. I jump up immediately, then I run home. <laughs> Cause I at that point you pretty much had no other choice but to do that. Yeah. Second time it happened to me, I was in the backyard. I think it's just a thing for me in clotheslines. I damn had a fresh cut ball fade when I had hair. Threatening grease up top so I'm rubbing my hair and shit and I was like oh shit that's a little t-bar for the clothesline I'm gonna go run I'm gonna swing off this bitch do something cool jump on it home alone style through the air on my back air lead the body run in the house <laughs> <laughs> good times the only thing you can do is laugh about them at, the, at, at this point in time now oh yeah yeah done many of dumb things we used to jump on the trains and shit almost got my leg cut off Oh, holy shit. So we ran. The train was coming by. We ran, jumped on it. I grabbed the ladder and my legs swung between the fucking wheels and shit and came back out. And I was like, oh, (laughs) I mean, I remember we used to like climb up, figure out ways to like climb our roofs and stuff and do backflips off of them. I couldn't do the backflip. So I would just go off the roof and just jump. Yeah, that's that's what I did. Yeah, <laughs> just jump. My cousin was a crazy one who would do backflips off of him, and just. I remember one time, like my boy was like, he was on a second floor apartment building. I mean, they weren't like huge high rises or nothing, but you know these two family houses and stuff. And he just hang jumped from the second floor. Yeah, from the second from his second floor window. Happened in May. He didn't get the cast off him until about October, so he completely missed the entire summer. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry about your damn look. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Oh my god. Yeah, damn. You ain't doing nothing like that, Vic? Uh no, I never jumped off roofs. But nah. You need some adventure in your life. I see. You lacked a lot of adventure as a kid, didn't you? I, yeah. I had a fair I had a fair amount of adventure. Yeah, no, yeah. Kid. Not not like jumping off roofs like McFoley, but yeah, we didn't know. do no Mick Foley stuff. Well, okay, we did. Yeah. <laughs> we did. You, you don't yeah. look like the type to be a roof a roof jumper. 
Yeah, definitely not. I was I was more like stay stay at home, play the latest Super Nintendo game, and that was my day. Yeah, I've been. I was a, I was an outside kid. We went outside. I went outside too, every now and then, just to take breaks roof. from play Super Nintendo. No, we was outside <laughs> all day. All right, from like twelve in the afternoon after WWF Superstars to when WCW Saturday Night's main event was coming out. <laughs> Man, that was like six, seven. About that, yeah. 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 Was, I, man, I wish it was still like that kind of, you know, as far as like, because I got kids now and I can yeah. remember just like you're saying, just like waking up butt ass early in the morning, eating some cereal, watch a couple cartoons and then I go yep. play Ted, damn near got dark, you know, yep. all over the neighborhood and shit. And, you know, I can't let my kids do that or whatever. <laughs> Mother go outside and don't even make it off the fucking driveway onto the sidewalk to go anywhere else. And somebody is trying to, hey, you want some candy, little kid? And I'm like, hey, motherfucker, get away from my house. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah we didn't have no we didn't have no fears like that back in the day. I mean, it was. But and it they were there. Yeah. I mean, it. they did have it. I mean, but it was like on a rare occurrence. But now it's right. just like whatever now. It's a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now, nowadays, it's like it's today's culture is too paranoid for that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Mm. This is dark times, gentlemen's. <laughs> All right, so gentlemen, we have reached the end of the road for this edition <laughs> of the random rounds. Yes, yes, wonderful. <laughs> you know what? We didn't even talk about the motherfucking ultimate deletion. Oh, yeah. That was the shark. I said on the show that was the Sharknado wrestling. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say that it was it was the match that the House of Horrors match of last year wished it was. Yeah. So I mean, all in all, I mean, I thought it's I thought the shit was stupid. I mean, it had some <laughs> oh yeah funny parts or whatever. But what did y'all think of it as a whole? <laughs> the chair with wheels. <laughs> yeah, like it was one of those things where, like, because I, I I did watch the uh, final deletion match with with Matt and Jeff Hardy, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I know what I'm in for. This is going to be so stupid. It's going to go circle back to being good. And I got I got what I expected. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even see the first final deletion. In its entirety, yeah. I only seen clips, and then shit. To be honest with you, I didn't even see the whole ultimate deletion. I just tuned in to where he grabbed Vanguard one, and it was just pretty much the end of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely go back and watch uh, the final deletion between Matt and Jeff Hardy and and TNA. That it's worth watching. It's actually even sillier than Ultimate Deletion from Raw. <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah, the Pooty yeah. Tang wrestling. Pooty Tang wrestling. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, so we can go ahead and jump on out of here. Go ahead and uh, plug your social media, give you shout outs and what have you. Oh, man. Well, you can find us everywhere uh, on Instagram at Cortex Prime Podcast, Twitter, Cortex Prime Cast, Facebook.com slash Cortex Prime Podcast, um, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we ain't make Spotify yet. Not we yet. We ain't that popping yet. Yeah. We will be. We need to get oh, it. Yeah, Spotify. I'm gonna write that down. You know, I do that. Yeah. What, what I'm, about, a, I'm a huge Spotify listener. What about yeah. Laughable? Laughable Laughable's another one. Yeah. No, we on on that one. Yeah, we need to stop. Yeah, yeah. Info. Yeah. We're on the bit. We're on the basics as of right now. <laughs> yeah. Info at laughable.com. That's how you get up to them. You send them your RSS, and you can uh, jump on that 
platform. Oh, nice, man. Thanks for those up. All right. Here we have it. But hey, man, I appreciate y'all giving me your time. Sorry for the jumping around with the schedule and everything. Oh, listen, hey, life happens. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. This has been so much fun. And we thank you so much for inviting us on your show, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all too. continue to do all the good things in the podcasting world. And man, I see you out there on the internets and whatnot. Definitely will, man. Thanks again for having us. All right, man. All right, peace out. And that's it. That's another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. Big shout outs to the boys over there at Codex Prime podcast. Yeah, man, it's just this this world is getting smaller. You know what I'm talking about? That's, that's my H-Town slang, my Houston slang, my Dirty South slang. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? But um, yeah, man, it's just people coming together from all over the United States and the world to freaking be online and talking and chatting about random shit, which this wasn't too much random because, I mean, we got into wrestling pretty hard and everything. And if I'm correct in my posting, this will be up um, in a week and a week from right now on a Saturday as we record this as I was just going to say it will be the week of Wrestlemania so it'll be on time it'll be right in time for our wrestling thoughts about Wrestlemania and Brock Lesnar and all the mother motherfuckers and everything so it won't be dated when it comes out <laughs> yeah and it'll be uh, encoupled with the Ask Miss B-Rob episode so the week of the 25th so that Sunday edition April 1st April Fool's Day you'll be getting two episodes of random ramblings with Rob a birthday edition with Ask Miss B Rob so you can still what well, now shit this will be out after that so never mind if you're listening to this now you, you missed the window you can't get any questions in for Ask Miss B Rob but if you still want to send some questions for Miss B Rob to answer, you can hit her up on Twitter at double R underscore chick. That's C H I C. Uh, she has her own personal Twitter account that she never uses because she don't. <laughs> but if you want to shoot her some questions, you can do it that way. Also, you can just use the hashtag ask Miss B Rob. And um, I'll be sure to collect all those questions and I'll maybe make it a recurring segment if y'all show interest and keep sending the questions. Because I'm all about including the family in it. Um, Matter of fact, I need to jump back on it. Um, I was doing it in secret. But um, I was trying to put a podcast together with um, the three kids. And um, before we moved and everything, I would have them sit down every week. And they would come to the table with a 10-minute topic of discussion. So it's wind up being like a 30-minute podcast and everything. So you got the 7-year-old, the uh, 15-year-old. And the uh, sixteen-year-old. So, yeah, that I'm still working on it. I'm shit. I'm probably about two months behind on our recordings and everything because of the move and everything. But we'll get that started back up. The oldest one came to me and was like, "When we gonna podcast again?" So I was like, "Oh, they're actually showing some kind of interest." The other two really don't give a shit. But yeah. So I'll get that started up and be looking forward to maybe a new podcast. Not so much for me, but the Robinson clan. And um, as always, 
Well, not always. I talk about it enough, but the Random Randoms of Rob is sponsored by Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. So go on over to Etsy forward slash shop forward slash Hooks, Rubs, and Spices and um, get you 10% off your order if you use the promo code 3R show. So yeah, do that. Get you some uh, herbs and spices as we record this right now. I'm about to head on over to Walmart and I'm going to find me some food to cook so I can dash some of that hooks, rubs, and spices all over my, my meals, my meat, vegetables, all that shit. So get you some hooks, rubs, and spices over on Etsy. Um, What else? Yeah, that's about it, man. I'm going to be down in New Orleans for WrestleMania. I'm not going to do an all-inclusive WrestleMania weekend. Um, I'm, it's going to be... Well, I'm going to go to my first WrestleCon. I've never been to one of those before. I've been in the same building as a WrestleCon, and I've seen after it let out some of the wrestlers that was in the WrestleCon would uh, float around the hotel they'd be in. So I got to see some of them in that capacity. And um, I got to see one of my favorite... United States champions of all time, MVP. <laughs> I asked him to take a picture with him, and he was like, I'm going to say no, only because I was just in WrestleCon and those people paid money to get autographs and pictures from me, and it wouldn't be fair to take a free one with you. And it didn't dawn on me that, um, I mean, it made sense when he said it to me. I was like, Yeah, you're right. You know, in my head, I didn't say it out loud because I guess I was kind of starstruck because I was just like, Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, he's like, but I will shake your hand, though. So I got to shake MVPP. MVPP. <laughs> I got to shake MVPP. Goddamn, I keep doing it now. So I got to shake MVP's hand outside of a WrestleCon. <laughs> so, yeah. But I'm actually attending a WrestleCon this year and um maybe I'll get to see him again and I could take a picture with him. <laughs> um also I'm going to the Ring of Honor Festival. That's um before the Supercard of Honor show. And it'll be a new experience for me. I've never been to an ROH pay-per-view or seen New Japan wrestlers live. So I'll get to knock out two of those bucket list things in one swoop. And I'll be going down there with the homeboy Isidoro Rodriguez. So, I mean, if, you, if you're familiar with him on Instagram, as messes something, I can't pronounce the name. <laughs> but um, he's a cosplayer. He's uh, famously known for dressing up as Kenny Omega. And um, we're going to be down in New Orleans piling it up. Maybe the homeboy Jam might ride with us down there to New Orleans. But if you're out there in the N.O. Saturday and Sunday, uh, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, or wherever. And shit, we can kick it. We can get some brews in. Um, I'll have my first drink in six months for the um, Ask Miss B-Rob episode for my birthday. And this is weird because this is after the fact. Because anyway, whatever the fuck. I'm done with this shit. You can follow me on Twitter on it's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. You can follow the show also at 3R Show. You can follow me on Instagram. Just type in the random rounds with Rob or you can use the hashtag Walmart Log. And then you can go ahead 
over to randomrobcast.com, which I need to update like a motherfucker, where you can find merchandise that you can buy, which I need to update like a motherfucker. You can um, become a patron and uh, support the show monetarily. And um, you can donate equipment from the Amazon wish list and all kind of other manner things that you can find on randomrobcast.com. But most importantly, fuck all that giving me money or checking out the sponsors, which you should check out the sponsors. Um, the most important thing you can do for this podcast or the Codex Prime podcast or any podcast is subscribe, leave a review, like, retweet, talk about the show with your friends, have your friends listen to it. Those are the most important things you can do. Money is just a bonus. You know, you don't have to do that shit. But the most important thing you can do is, like I said, for me or any other podcast, give us feedback because we kind of thrive on that. You know, I do this for you and I like to hear from you. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm talking about. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and ride off into that good night and I'll see you next time. Motherfuckers. Your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh, funky pods with a fresh, funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com.